Good morning everybody. Hope you're doing okay under lockdown rules or modified lockdown rules. Hope you've been able to get out a little bit. It's somewhere beautiful whatever your circumstances are. It's Pentecost Sunday today, the day we remember the blessing, the gift, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's the church's birthday today, the day the church was born. It's also mine and Anne's second to last Sunday working for NCS, so it may be the last time that I get to do a talk. You are a great church. It's been a joy and a privilege to lead you. We will miss you. We'll miss you a lot. At Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit catapulted the disciples into the kind of things that Jesus did. Miracles and healings and signs and wonders and supernatural healings and events and even raising people from the dead. But not just into what Jesus did, but the way that Jesus did things. Because every sort of grace and blessing comes out of relationship with God. At the Last Supper, Jesus told them, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. The Father will give you the spirit of truth. The world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. And when the apostles wrote to the churches, they wrote out of their experiences of the spirit and the grace and goodness of God, and they wrote from the heart. So if you read the New Testament letters, they're not full of the writer's activities and achievements, impressive though they are. They're full of God's goodness, his love, his power, his presence, and of encouragement to walk in his ways. They are about the cross and the resurrection, about how God has opened a way for us to be part of the family of heaven. They wrote from God's heart because his heart is for us. He is the good shepherd and we are the flock in his care. His sheep lie down in green pastures and walk beside still waters and they're not hungry and thirsty. They even walk through the valley of the shadow of death without being terrified because their shepherd is with them. God is good and he is kind and the fruit of his spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control because those are not just things that God likes, they are part of who God is. God's heart for, him, for us is that we live close to him. If we make that choice, then as we do so, we become more like Jesus. And so we find that his service is perfect freedom. God wants to bring us close, to live close to him in freedom and in peace. The enemy, on the other hand, wants to detach us from God by any means possible. The enemy comes to steal and kill and destroy. And as God's sheep, his people, the enemy cannot easily remove our love of green pastures and still waters. But the enemy can darken our understanding so we no longer trust the shepherd, 
so we forget who gives us green pastures and still waters. Or maybe so we are no longer even sure that there is a good shepherd. Which is where the shield of faith comes in, which is our topic for today. And I'd like to read from Ephesians 6, beginning at verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Paul, being under house arrest when he wrote this, had a Roman soldier next to him every day and he was very familiar with their equipment. The shield was big. It was oblong up to four feet or 120 centimetres tall, slightly rounded. You could see over it. It was wide enough so that it covered most of your body except your head. It was generally made of wood covered with leather. Roman soldiers could lock their shields together and if there was an attack with arrows, the front row would hold their shields in front and the next rows would hold them over their heads and that was an effective protection. The shield was the first defence. It's better to take an arrow or a sword thrust on your shield than on your helmet or breastplate. And they would often have the symbol of the soldier's battle group on them. Here is a picture of one. You might be able to see I've put a Bible verse about faith on the shield, or tried to, but somehow it's all got muddled up. And if there are children watching, maybe you could sort it out for me without looking it up and let me know what it ought to say. Paul is saying, you are a soldier and you are in a battle, whether you like it or not. Don't get distracted away from the battle. If you do not want the enemy to take you out, take hold of the mighty strength that is yours through the Spirit, with the armour of God around you, facing towards trouble, not away from it, and take the shield of faith. God desires to bring you close and for you to flourish, come what may. He called my heart to trust him long before I ever understood about the cross when I was just a child. The enemy wants you to distrust God, either his goodness and kindness, he's not really for you, or his power, he can't really save you. And faith at its simplest is trust and confidence that God is good and he is strong enough to save. The enemy works by deception as well as every kind of evil. Our confidence and trust in God is what stands between us and the enemy. A shield is no good if you hold it sideways. It's no good if you hold it behind you. 
It's no good if you put it on the ground. No weapon or armour will help you if they're not used in the right way. And we need faith, especially when trouble comes, as Jesus said it would. In this world, he said, you will have trouble. But he also said, no one can snatch you out of my hand. So put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of trouble comes, you may be able to stand your ground. When suffering or disappointment or pain or any other kind of arrow comes, whether it's a Garden of Gethsemane moment or a house on the rock moment with the storm and the floods, that's when we need to raise our shield of faith. Faith is not raised by looking within or searching for the hero inside yourself. Faith is raised by looking to God and at Jesus, who is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. By turning our attention to him through the spirit he's given us, who prays in our hearts even when we don't have words to say. And by paying attention to the words of Jesus, which are life and truth, the spirit brings those words to mind. The Spirit comforts, encourages us, reminds us and gives us deep inner conviction that we are God's children, come what may, and that God is full of kindness and goodness, power and love, and that love is strong enough to cover all our sins. The Spirit brings unity with each other as we come close to God, so he brings us into unity with each other. And unity is very important and it's closely linked to faith. Roman soldiers fought side by side, not freestyle in a melee. The soldier either side of you was important. If they stood firm with their shield up, the enemy could not come at you from the side or from behind. And also if there were arrows, locking shields together the way the Romans did was an effective protection. The shield of faith can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one, which is anything that would try to detach us from God. The faith of those who, would, who are with you on the journey is really important. I don't know if I could keep my shield of faith up. I don't know if I could keep position without Anne's amazing shield by my side. Anne's shield is about six inches thick, made of solid steel. I don't know how she lifts it, but not much gets through. Faith is never just an individual thing. Who have you got next to you in the fight who encourages you in your faith? Who's standing either side of you when you raise the shield of faith against anything that would detach you from God? And is your faith protecting those who are close to you? Is your faith explicit enough to be a protection to those who are close to you? When we pray for the power and presence of the Spirit, we are often thinking of healing and signs and wonders and the gift of prophecy, which is great and as it should be. And we desire and value those gifts very highly but they come 
from our relationship with God. And faith protects that relationship. I'd like to take some time now for us to pray for the Spirit to come and to fill us anew. This is something you would definitely do if we could gather together. We lay hands on each other, we do something like a tunnel which we all go through and pray for each other in. We can't do that today, but God is not limited by those things which are just externals. His power is just as real He's just the same good God in our homes. So I would like us to invite the Holy Spirit right now into our homes, into our lives, for all his gifts, but especially the gift of faith and the bringing close to God and the trust that he is a good God and that he is strong enough to save us. So if you would, just where you're sitting in your own home, just close your eyes. If you can, and if they will, you might like to take your children on your lap right now and explain to them that we're going to ask Father God to bless them and come close to them and to fill them with his love and kindness. Come Holy Spirit, come in your power, come in your grace, come in your gentleness and in your strength. Lord, give us confidence deep in our inner self that you are and always will be the good, kind and generous God who will always be for us and who is strong enough to save us from our sins. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Take hold of the grace that is yours in the spirit. Just take a moment in the quiet now and let the Spirit bring anything he wants to to mind. It may be something you need to say sorry for. It may be a fresh revelation or understanding of the Father's heart. Maybe someone who he wants you to hold your shield of faith over and to bless. Lord, we welcome you. We delight in you. We acknowledge that you are the king and also our brother and our friend. And we pray that this day and this week, we will be full of your spirit and strong in your mighty power. Amen.